Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 281 of the Spoiler Alert podcast, brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. This is Mike. I'm here with Danny. And tonight we're going to be discussing a movie that I saw today because yesterday I saw the wrong movie, and, and that is The Invisible Man. Danny, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Mike. I mean, in 280-plus episodes, I don't think we've ever just seen two entirely different movies and then set up to record the podcast. That was new. That so, was new for us. Yeah we're, yeah, we're breaking new ground all over the place here. And, and I, maybe right at the top here, we should acknowledge uh, we're recording this on March 12th. Um, you were able to see a movie today in a couple days' time that might not be possible given yep. the the – Rather um, uh, strident moves being made across just about every industry here to uh, help people keep social distancing and try to slow the spread of COVID-19 from Disney World and Disneyland shutting down today. Broadway's gone dark as of today. The NBA has suspended games. The NHL is suspending games. Major League Baseball might not be playing. canceled. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So – um, we certainly want to, you know, not, we're not making light of anything and, and don't want to be disrespectful, uh, certainly to, to all the people who are working really, really hard to keep us all safe. And we hope all our listeners are, are doing the best to keep themselves safe. But, um, you know, it just might make things challenging for the podcast. Uh, not that we've had a great track record thus far in 2020. It's been a rough the start payments, of the year. The yeah, we've, we're, we're, we're going to pick it back up again soon. But yeah, it's, oh, it's, so, it's been a circle. So as I mentioned, I saw the wrong movie yesterday. Our website did say that we were going to be reviewing Birds of Prey. Now, that's on you and that's all your fault. However, that's my fault. That's your fault. How, however, we, we're going to be reviewing Invisible Man tonight. So I saw Birds of Prey yesterday. I saw Invisible Man today. I saw these both as matinees. I'll tell you, I was at Flick's Brew House, our favorite place, today. Now it's a Thursday and it's a matinee. So, of course, it's not going to be packed to the hilt like a Friday sure. night Star Wars opening weekend. But I was the only soul in that theater. Uh, today for Invisible Man. I know this movie's been out for a few weeks, but I, I was the only one in there. Yep. Birds of Prey yesterday, I think there were maybe three of us in the theater. And now again, it's been out for yeah. a few weeks, and it was a matinee. So yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't want to put too much credence into that, but it, they're movies that are still showing, and I know we're in the dead zone of the theater-going season. But it was disconcerting. Well, I mean, I walked in, that. and it was it was a ghost town. I mean, the mall was a ghost town, right? Like it wasn't. Well, that wasn't, mall's always a ghost town, you know, unfortunately. True. But yeah. but and and it's likely to stay that way. Uh, Mulan, uh, the new Disney live action film, has has seen its release date pushed. No Time to Die, the James Bond movie, has seen its release date pushed. Um, Peter Rabbit two has been pushed. Man, that's this one's going to kill you. Fast and Furious nine was supposed to open in May. Now it'll be 2021 before it comes out. They're pushing it like a full year. I can't imagine what would cause them to push it a full year. Is it like they had production issues that had to like close post-production and, and getting it in the can and that's why? Or is it that it's they're really worried that in, launching in eight weeks. that in May it's going to still be a show going to a movie? You know, it, it could be that. It could be that maybe they were looking at kicking it just a few weeks down the road, but the, the movie release calendar is full. You know, I mean... If we sort of all presume that in a few weeks' time or a few months' time this is all behind us and life gets back to normal, then you've already got things on the calendar right. that, that are queued up and good to go. 
Um, so it's not like you can just put, you don't want to push it to the end of November where no time to die. The James Bond movie just moved to and staked out that ground. Right. Cause then you'll be competing you're gonna, with you're James Bond. So maybe, yeah. maybe it's some of that, but either way, lots of changes, uh, coming to the entertainment industry and to just about every industry ever. So wow. let's all stay safe out there and let's talk about invisible man. This is of course a remake of a, a, a decades old, book and then a, a movie this the invisible man was one of the original uh universal studios monsters uh back in the day and uh this was actually planned to be part of their dark universe oh okay uh, connected universe that they had they had uh launched in fact I don't know if you remember when they launched the mummy with tom cruise a few years ago before that movie even opened they had already announced that they would be doing a series of other films like bride of frankenstein with angelina jolie and The Invisible Man starring Johnny Depp. They, these movies were like planned. They took pictures. They had all the stars in the same room. Oh boy. It was going to be a thing. And didn't happen. And The Mummy did so horribly. <laughs> it was such a terrible movie. It tanked like a 10-film planned universe day one. I mean, it was just awful. Had you seen the original um, Invisible Man? Have you, have you seen that? You know, I have. Okay. I mean, but it's probably been 30 years since I've seen oh, it. Oh, okay. Okay. And, uh, you know... I've seen Hollow Man. I've seen Confessions of the of an Invisible Man. I mean, there, there have been so many remakes and offshoots of this type of story over the years. Sure. Uh, I feel like we've all seen it in one form or another. I remember seeing Hollow Man. That was was that Ethan Hawke or who who was Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon. Okay, and it was Elizabeth Kevin Bacon. Did uh, was that based on this story? Like, I couldn't even quite remember watching it. Like, I remember. It was about an invisible guy. Okay, all right. I mean, so, so it was an offshoot. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't a remake of the original yeah. or based on the same character. But okay, all right, all right, no, no. all right. Sounds good. Yeah. So this film uh, it was released in 2020. Just re- released a week and a half ago, uh, ago or so. Uh, stars Elizabeth Moss. The film is about um, a San Francisco police detective named James, who's raising his teenage daughter and who agrees to take in the sister of his ex-wife. And this woman's name is Cecilia. She is a a trauma victim. She is uh, fleeing an abusive relationship. He brings her into his home. He lets her sleep in his daughter's bed. She showers with the door open to her bathroom. (laughs) Cecilia's got a lot of problems. You're hitting on some weird details in this one. Until until she actually strikes and hits his daughter, and rather than kick Cecilia out, James just leaves. Uh, Cecilia is later accused of murdering her own sister and thrown in an insane asylum. Uh, James is very tolerant of Cecilia and does his best to to help her, despite her very clear uh, uh, mental problems. Um... But at the end, he is convinced that she may, in fact, be uh, tormented, being tormented by her uh, ex-lover who apparently committed suicide and is now invisible and who may have been behind many of the problems yes. uh, Cecilia is facing. I like that you, like, you wrap it up with that tiny little detail. Like, oh, well, by so the, the way, whole... there may have been a right. character that was invisible and committed all of those crimes yeah right. right and by the way cecilia is the main character of the story i was just doing a hashtag me too spin by trying to make the movie all about the man uh, the secondary male character yes cecilia played by elizabeth moss is the main character yes she flees an abusive relationship yes her ex-boyfriend kills himself 
and then may or may not be invisible and torment her. Uh, that's fantastic. So that's really what the movie's about. Before we even get into it, is that what the original's about? I know that I knew going into see this that it, w- it was a remake. I didn't know what the gist of the first Universal, you know, villain movie truly was. Like, was it an abusive man to a woman or like what was the whole story there no i mean the original was written by hg wells and it's about a scientist who's researching optics and he invents a way to change the body's refractive index so it was something something with light and it doesn't absorb whatever so he becomes invisible and he he tries the you know the procedure on himself and becomes invisible, but he can't reverse it. it and slowly goes insane. So that's more what it's about. Got it. Okay. All right. So so yep. a little bit of a different spin, but yeah. Uh, yep. it, what did you think of it? So, if I'm being totally honest, I, I mean, I joked that we've all kind of seen this movie before in one form or another. I, I think that's the case. I, I feel like once you've seen an Invisible Man type movie, you kind of get the gist of it. Um, it's sort of like if you've seen a vampire movie. At this yeah, point in your life, fair. Yeah. you've seen a vampire movie. Certainly, new filmmakers and actors and and, and uh, you know talented artists can bring something novel to the to the story. But it's such a such a formula you kind of got to go through. I just felt like from the moment the movie started, it was all right. You knew what to expect. You knew which beats you were going to get, and you got them. And I think they were competently executed. And I thought Elizabeth Moss did a fine job. I thought the the reason for her being tormented by an invisible man with him being a sort of psycho controlling ex-boyfriend was novel, but it was sort of exactly as I expected. How about you? Yeah, I think that I would agree with you. Like once you've seen a movie of this type, they are all kind of the same. They're going to throw out the same tropes, right? There's going to be a scene where you have to put stuff on the floor so that she can see the footprints and you're going to have to throw a sheet at where you think the person is. So it drapes over there. Like, like every single one of those scenes had to happen in the movie. I think that it dragged a little bit too. I mean, it was, it was over two hours. And I think that because we've all seen this movie before it, it it seemed even a little bit longer than that as a result. Yeah. yeah, You have to have multiple scenes of people saying, so, He's in the room with us right now. Yeah, right, right. And, yes. And of course, the Invisible Man is. And, and she's saying, yes, yes, he's right here. And they're like, okay, I don't right. see anybody. And you're like, okay, can we just, we've been here, done that with that type of scene. But th- I thought there were some genuinely creepy pe- points. Like there's a point where, and I don't know why Cecilia is sleeping with this teenage girl. That is really weird. But they're sleeping. Well, she's her aunt, right? It, like she's the girl's aunt? No, is that- it's, oh, I guess his her mom's sister, yeah, yeah I guess, but still yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. Um, that the invisible man pulls the sheets off the bed and is just taking pictures of the two of them sleeping. Yeah. So, like, there's just the flash of a camera, very voyeuristic, very much. That was really unsettling. That was creepy. And there were a couple of yeah. moments like that that I thought, well, that's genuinely creepy. Um, and, and there was a, a, a pretty well done like actual fight scene between Elizabeth Moss and the Invisible Man towards the end like yes. the special effects where yeah. they're actually like fighting on the kitchen and she's yes. getting dragged around and um, that was that was really well done um, so there were some interesting things and, and like I said I feel like they, they brought something to it it just if you've ever seen the Invisible Man you've you're good the scene that you brought up in your plot recap where 
uh, her where Elizabeth Moth's character's sister dies when they're like at a yes. dinner together. That was a shocking moment in the movie for me too. Like that was one where I sort of gasped. Like that, I thought that that was really well executed, and I did not see that coming. And and um, I guess I would say from the outset, I don't like Elizabeth Moss at all. I can't stand her. Quite honestly, I, I know I, she's, this. One of, yep. she's one of my least favorite actresses. But I liked, and this movie was her almost the entire film, right? I mean, the, the only other character is an invisible man, and then a couple of side supporting roles. And I thought she was fantastic in it. I really enjoyed it overall, and I I liked her in it. I agree. I uh, I agree that she did a really good job. I mean, I think for what she was given, I think for what she was asked to do, I think she she played the the role very very well. Um, and I agree that scene that you're referencing where the sister dies, it felt like we were set up to get another scene of someone not believing her um, and her seeming crazy. And instead, they sort of just skipped that and killed that character. Yeah, right. In a shocking right. way. It was like, oh, wow, OK. Um, <laughs> but then we very quickly got got Elizabeth Moss's character sent to like an, a maximum security mental health hospital prison that later is very easy to break out of. And there's even, I mean, as a joke, there's like a door just swinging open, <laughs> just like swinging open and closed. Like, I'm like, one of the gates is just like, it's just the hinges are flapping. Like oh, this is supposed to be like a lockdown facility. Well, and I mean, and, um, and the fact that she was just instantly dragged into a mental facility was odd to like, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure you'd go to jail for a while you'd be you'd get a public defender and like it, it right. just it, it all seemed that that seemed a little bit absurd and I think you know I guess the thing that I disliked most about the movie is just getting back to those same kind of tropes that we talked about before I, I felt like there were some ridiculous moments like why is why is Elizabeth Moss going into the attic to try and research where the cell phone is? Like she's got like a, she might as well have like carried a candle up into the attic with her <laughs> and, and like, like peeking around, like she knows she's being haunted by, by, by the invisibleness of her ex relationship. And yet she in the house by herself chooses to go into the dark attic that has no light. Like, I, like, wouldn't she wait until what's his name came home and they'd be like, hey, would you mind going up there with me? I swear to God, I hear a cell phone buzzing up there. Right. Yeah. So so here's two things that 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 bother me. One, you know, the the tropes are all tropes because uh, we've seen them a bunch of times. But it's also the trope of like in an action movie where someone who has no business being like a, a hand-to-hand combat expert oh, okay, can suddenly yeah. do like amazing <laughs> All Anyone who's ever been invisible in a movie is also like a total ninja, totally silent. Um, they make no noise. They can like break into unbreakable rooms, get into windows, locked doors. It's like once you're invisible, you are also make no sound and <laughs> you don't smell differently. <laughs> You don't, you don't ever cough. You don't like, and you're Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. Yeah. Right. So like, it's just such, it's just such a trope that, that this person, this, this guy's invisible and he's an expert in all these other areas. Like, I, I mean, I guess even if I'm willing to suspend disbelief and say he's got a suit that can make him invisible, that shouldn't make him super quiet and super sure. like lock picking yeah. genius. So that, that really bothers me. Um, the other is of course that, that Elizabeth Moss's character, she jumps right away 
to the conclusion that her boyfriend is A, still alive, and B, has figured out a way to become invisible so that he can see torment her. Like, I feel like this movie, it's directed by um, Leigh Whannell, who who did Sinister and a couple other uh, like okay. lower-budget horror films. This could have been a movie where she thinks she's being haunted, where, like, she thinks it's a ghost, and it could have been more of, like, give us all the ghost movie tropes, and then it turns out, like, no, he's not dead. He's, in fact, invisible. Um, instead of setting that up for the get-go. Instead yeah. of, like, like, right away, like... He's not dead. He's invisible. Like, that's I guess, quite a leap. I guess I just assumed that she knew that that was his business and that, like, she thought he was dead for a minute. But then when this started happen, happening was like, what? I've seen the invisible suit. I've seen him walk around the apartment invisible. Like, that. that's what I jumped to. Like, like she would yeah, just be like, she, oh, no, he's fucking with me. She just, okay, he's yeah. into optics. Like, yeah, anyway, it right. just... It was just such – and, of course, then no one believes her. It's like, well, why would they believe that? Right. I mean, again, I, I feel like even if she had played the whole thing as I think he's dead but he's haunting me, you know, some of the stuff she's experiencing, she could have chalked it up to that and, it, you know, maybe have gotten James more on board with that than he's alive and he's invisible. I don't yeah, know. Right, right. It okay. Just, no, that's that's fair. So, I, yeah. So just to, to move to move to what's up with in a second here, I just think the movie is – I think it's competently made. I think it's well acted. I think um, if you're in, if you're looking for a movie like this, if you've never seen an Invisible Man type story, if you're just looking for something with some jump scares that's not uh, horrifically gory, uh, I think this is a fine movie. I think you can check it out. I just think if you've seen any of these types of movies before, you're not going to find enough here that's really novel or or new yeah. to make it. Wow, this is the top of the heap. This is I'm the with best Invisible Man movie I've ever seen. I'm with you on that. Yes, I totally agree. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's What's up with the scene where Elizabeth Moss and her sister are having dinner? Why is her sister being such a bitch to the waiter at the restaurant? Like, what what was her deal? Like, why did she start out that meeting that way? Like, when she gets her throat slit, like, 12 seconds later, if I were that waiter, I'd be, like, just sort of shrugging over at, like, the the bus <laughs> station. Like, n- n- not bothering me that she's dead. Like, I was I not looking to forward to bringing her water. As, like, as the bitchy waiter who's like, mm, must be rough. You re put your so like you're just standing in the corner like i guess it's bread for one at table seven you know like whatever like i can see you just rolling off all the caddy just obnoxious lines of a guy somebody needs to pay for the glass of wine that she ordered i'm i'm not covering that it's not coming out of my pay what's up with the very first scene of this movie is elizabeth moss's character cecilia escaping in the middle of the night from her abusive boyfriend and he's they're sleeping. She he's spooning her, so his hand is like around her. And and if you've ever been in a bed with another human and you're trying to get out of bed, you don't like pick their hand up and like move their hand awkwardly and then you just sort you of sort of slide out. out. Yeah. Right? You just slide out, right? And their hand just kind of falls down. It was such an awkward, unnatural move that was like, well, 
clue. Like that would wake me up. That would wake most humans up if someone's just like manipulating your arm all all cattywampus while you're trying to sleep. That was weird. Same scene. So, like, they live in a suburb, not even a suburb, somewhere outside of San Francisco and probably one of the most prime real estate areas of the entire world because they're they're yes. perched on an overlook of the bay or the ocean. Yes. But the, the sound of the ocean outside their room was so unnerving to me. Like, I felt like sleeping in the movie The Lighthouse would have been more comfortable than the bedroom <laughs> they shared in that house. I was like, no this, doubt. Is, this is too much. This is overwhelming. It's all glass. So it's all glass, all windows, no curtains. So it's like you're either totally visible from every human outside the moment sunrise comes the whole house is just flooded with light and apparently the glass is really thin because the sound of the waves is super loud no one could sleep in that room there's no way that you could sleep in that room like i've i've like taken caribbean vacations and like you hear the lapping of the waves and, and you can open your window and it's sort of relaxing and lulls you to sleep not that bedroom. No, that no, was no. That was severe. No. Yeah. What's what's up when, when Cecilia's cooking during the scene where, of course, the Invisible Man turns the the fire up on the on the stove to to start a fire? Who cooks two strips of bacon? <laughs> like, who in their mind has ever opened a whole pack, like a pound of bacon, and just taken out two strips and just put them in a pan? I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you bake Inefficient. The whole tray of bacon. Yeah, like, right. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to put this in the fridge and we'll we'll warm it up tomorrow if you didn't, if yeah, you don't yeah, finish yeah. all the bacon. You just, or you just eat a pound of bacon like a normal human. Same scene. When she's like planning her escape and she like goes to the, the uh, master bedroom closet to like, I don't know, get some clothes that I would have thought she'd have had packed beforehand if this was her master plan. <laughs> but but right. either way, that's neither here nor there. Why are the closets lit at night? Like, there's like, I mean, this is a fancy house. They've got some like under lighting in the shelves and the in the closets. But like, she just walks in there and they're all lit up. And I'm like, that that's a waste of energy. <laughs> Do you, <laughs> Let's just assume it's motion sensor. Okay. Uh, all right. Which, all right. Yeah. Fine. I, I, all right. Well, I'll, I'll accept that explanation. Here's some quick ones. What's up with uh, James, the the cop with whom she's living? What's up with how insane his triceps are? Oh, he looks amazing. Yes. They were like enormous, like, like, like think of Schwarzenegger's latissimus dorsi muscles from the seventies, but then just put that on top of someone's arm as a tricep. Seriously. Mind bogglingly weird. I don't think that guy can buy off the rack shirts. I feel like all his dress shirts have to be tailored because the arm has to have like, like a, like a pant leg. Yeah, like up top, but there's, there's like there's like elastic like around the biceps, like this, so you like, like depending on if you like need to like, lift something, like an old timey newspaper guy or like a <laughs> like a blackjack dealer has like the little rubber band around their their bicep. That's what he has to wear. What's also what's up with the job interview she does? She's an architect. She's trying to get back into her life, and this it's a job interview being conducted in the middle of an open plan office. <laughs> Like the the guy interviewing her sits her down at a table with like twenty other employees immediately next to them and starts trying to do a job interview. I would be so unnerved if that was where the interview was taking place. <laughs> totally not good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, uh, going back to the opening scene, like she's making her break. She she has jumped the fence. Like she accidentally triggered the car alarm. She said goodbye to the dog. Like like it, she's trying to meet her sister in the middle of the the street. What's up with how quickly he found her? Like how did yeah. he know to go there? Like within like. Sis picks her up within 30 seconds. She's in the car. They chat for 15 seconds and they're off. And yes. abusive husband, boyfriend, whatever he is, is punching in the window of sister's car. Like, he got there in 45 seconds. Like, how the hell did he know? Like, she'd already readjusted all of the security cameras. Like, there was no way that he could have actually even followed right. her on video to get to that point. That was absurd. I agree. What's up with sister there? If you said you needed me to pick you up on a deserted road <laughs> a mile from your house at 318 a.m. And I pulled up and you jumped in the car and said, let's go. I wouldn't be like, why? What's going on? <laughs> let's let's talk what about this with a little you? Plus, let's have plus. this discussion here. Yeah, you'd be like, floor it. And I'm like, but. But buddy, what's going on? Just, just drive, just drive. I'm like, no, no. Plus, talk about if, you'd right have, if, you'd have, like, you? if you'd have asked me that and I'd have committed to it, I'd have been waiting at that spot an hour prior. Like, lights oh, off, sure. like, just sitting there. Like, like, I'm not going to just arrive at, like, maybe 319, 320 a.m. Like, right. leaving you dangling. It, I figured traffic would only take, like, 20 minutes. But I'm never up at that time and driving, so I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> what? No good. Why is she calling the Invisible Man's cell phone number? Why does he have his cell phone? Like, his character has died, right? He committed suicide. The cell phone is still active. No one has shut down his plan. He brings it to the house that he's, ter- he's tormenting. He leaves it unattended in the attic so she can call it and hear it vibrate. What's up with the dog? This guy died. She goes to his house a week later. The dog is in the house that's supposedly like shut down. It's gonna everything's gonna be for sale. Right. It's gonna go to like probate. The dog is just unattended roaming around. Also, <laughs> she leaves the dog. Yeah, like what kind of person is she? I'll tell you what kind oh. of person she is. She's the kind of person that when she offers her niece this great college scholarship gift in order to celebrate it, opens room temperature champagne. She pulls it out from like a, a, a chair cushion. That bottle's going to explode when you pop that cork. This is, this is horrible for everybody involved. What's up with the invisible man attacks her in the, the attic? She throws a bucket of paint on him. He's covered in paint. He drops from the attic. By the time she gets down, there's no drops of paint anywhere. Because not only is he invisible and silent, he can immediately clean up paint. In the sink. And like, wash like, his face off in I the sink. If I dropped that paint on myself, <laughs> you can bet it would be on every surface. It'd be on the floor of the walls, the, all the couch cushions. Like, you'd have yeah. to move. Yeah. You'd have we to move. We just have to paint the entire house that color, like, from floor to ceiling. Because it'd be easier than trying to clean it up. What's up with... The final scene or the, the big reveal where she's like actually going to meet the invisible man who's no longer invisible. That's what she's wearing. She's wearing like a mini dress and like, right. like, like she is looking risque as she arrives. And, and I guess maybe there's a part of that that was a little bit of a setup. But 
No way. She's going there to to air all grievances and get this taken care of. You don't go there looking like Marilyn Monroe. That was absurd. Well, I think she went with the plan that she ultimately executed at the end in mind. I think she went there to seem like she was acquiescing to him only to decidedly not. Right, right, right. Um, so so there, there, there was a setup going on, but yeah, like, I, I just I still feel like it was bad idea jeans. Oh, it's completely bad idea jeans. Speaking of bad idea, why does James, when she calls him screaming after she just escaped from the mental institution and say that um, the – first of all, why is his daughter home alone? Like this guy just <laughs> – he's got like a, like a high school daughter that he just like – he goes to work at 3 in the morning and leaves her just laying there. Um there's uh, someone coming for her to kill her rather than call and get his, his teenage daughter up and out of the house and tell her to go to a neighbor's. He just he drives just goes there. home. He just drives there. Yeah. Like, like he, has, he has cop lights on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Super easy. Anyway, I literally could go for another 15 minutes of what's up with, with this movie. Um, <laughs> but maybe in the sake of time, I'll just, I'll just say what's up with the movie positing that, the Invisible Man was possibly, in fact, the dead guy who's also alive, uh, his brother instead. And, like, are we supposed to think it was the brother some of the time? Just yeah, that last right, time? Right, 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 right. All the yeah. time? Because... Was he, the, was he the Invisible Man all along? Or, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and who cares? Were, who, who cares? Were, were they in cahoots? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, who cares? Uh, buddy, are you ready for five questions? Sure, let's do that. Uh, question number one. If you could be invisible, who would you most want to terrorize? <laughs> I have a long list of people whom I would terrorize. <laughs> right. But I think the top of that list is probably my dog. Oh, that would be fun. Yes. I think I'd sneak be... around the house and like <laughs> shake things or just move all his crap or like crinkle packaging or like open peanut butter jars and just leave them on high shelves that he can't get to all the time. Yeah, that's probably who I'd tear. All right. Good one. Good one. Uh, Question number two. How exactly did that invisible suit work? Well, I think it's fairly obvious for all of us who have studied optics. And I (laughs) think for those of you who haven't taken that time, you don't deserve to know. Fair enough. All right. Okay. You don't know. Question number three. Please name the top 20 things you dislike about Elizabeth Moss. Only 20. You can only go to 20. Um, how about we just jump right to her ugly cry face? Oh, she does have a bad cry face. Yeah. That is right. a tough one. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that I could fill a top 20 list. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, question number four. What god would infect Tom Hanks with the coronavirus and yet still spare Elizabeth Moss. Wow. Um, let's just all take a moment and say a prayer in our hearts for Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. I guess Elizabeth Moss while we're at it, just in case he... And everybody <laughs> who has been impacted, affected... Yes. All right, fair uh, enough. Infected yes. by coronavirus, stop being a terrible human. Yeah. Okay. okay, all right, sounds good. All right, final question. Um, in the original Invisible Man, Claude Rains uh, had a scene where he was removing bandages from his face, and this is like the big reveal scene. 
And uh, he was wearing black velvet and in front of a black velvet background. And that's how the director achieved the effect of revealing him on screen. On IMDb, 108 of 109 people found that interesting. Who's the holdout? Who is the holdout? And why, why don't they find that interesting? What? Probably a special what? effects nerd who really thought, "Oh, that's that's interesting," but probably there were better ways to do that even right. back then. Like a real critic of right. the craft. Even Frank Capra could have come up with something a little more clever right. Right. once upon a time. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. Who's yeah. that holdout? That's yeah. Who, there's only question, one guy Richard. didn't find that interesting on IMDb. That's that's five questions, buddy. Final well, thoughts thanks. on Invisible Man. Did you say this only came out a week and a half ago? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think this was its, uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, again, I, I think it was competently made. I think if you're looking for this type of movie, you will be totally fine with what you get. If you've seen a movie like this before, no need to rush out and see it. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I really did enjoy it. Certainly more than Birds of Prey, which I saw yesterday, which in, <laughs> I guess in all fairness to Birds of Prey, you knew wasn't going to be my jam anyway, so it really doesn't. Right. Doesn't hold a lot of water to begin with, but uh, I I liked it. I, I, this was a more entertaining two hours of film. I do feel like it dragged a little bit. I feel like because we've seen this movie before, it's slightly disinteresting in certain points. But it was well made. It was well acted. And yeah, if that's if if you like a, a scary thriller horror movie, this this is fun. Yeah. Well, coming up next, uh, again, not necessarily due to the fact that theaters might be closing, we are going to be doing some uh, a double feature of some films that are going to be widely available on streaming or you can rent on iTunes and Amazon. We are going to be watching Outbreak, starring Dustin Hoffman and Rene Russo, and Contagion with Jude Law, Matt Damon, Kate Winslet, and Lawrence Fishburne. So we're going to do a double header of Outbreak and Contagion coming up next. Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert Podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.